Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing the beginnings of another stage of human evolution. In every human being, there's not many people that'll understand people like us. There exists the genetic code. You'll be safe here. What kind of place is this? You're not the only one with gifts. For mutation. The truth is, mutants are very real. And they are among us. You must know who they are, and above all, what they can do. A change is coming. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? we fear. Magneto believes that a war is brewing between mutants and the rest of humanity. We'll be all that can save us. If no one is equipped to oppose them, humanity's days could be over. You're a mutant. The whole world out there is full of people that hate and fear you, and you're wasting your time trying to protect them? You sure you're on the right side? I have made the first move. That is all they know. He could wipe out everyone in New York City. Logan, help us. Fight with us. I'll take care of you. We are the future, not them. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Midnight Movies. I'm Kane, as you can tell from my colorful singing. We're watching X-Men, baby. The original, the OG 2000, the one that began it all. Beginning of the Bing Bang began with X-Men. I don't do this alone because if I did, I'd probably burn the whole place down. And to keep a, to keep a good eye on us is one and only Mr. Mike. How you, How you guys say? doing? Oh, yeah, this is the beginning, man. This is the first one. Hey, when you look at everything going on, that this is it. This, yeah, th- if you look at this film, and I was being a little facetious with the X-Men theme, sorry, guys. But um, if you look at this movie, Kevin Feige, Chris Nolan, and a couple others have credited this movie as basically saying this began what we have now, which is the comic book you know, revolution of movies that have gone to adapt screenplays, TV shows, and everything. This was this was it, and th- literally. And th- like I remember when I had Wizard magazine back in the day, and I would read about like the stills. They would show like the stills, like the first look you would look at. Mag- the first thing they showed, if you remember, was Magneto's helmet and Brian Singer going like this, kind of like giving like the fake picture. You know, can it fit on film type of thing. And then they released little images little by little by little. And I was like, wow, they're actually really doing this. And for the time, it was a great movie. Has it aged? Well, that's up to you guys. And, you know, it's opinion only. But that's my whole thing on this film. Like, this film began it all for me. Um, the films after that, it depends on your opinions of what you like them. You don't like them. I mean, that's, that's like I said, subject to interpretation. But. For me, this is it. This is like, oh, finally, you know, we like because after Blade, we'd had nothing. 
then we get this and it's like, oh, it's back on. So yeah, when you, yeah. This? When you look at this, this is the one that started a. I mean, it's, this started a thirteen film series. Yeah, a lot of people still, you know, like you said, a lot of people have opinions about this and how bad it was or how bad it is in retrospect or dated or anything like that. And I don't think it's dated. It's it's the X Men. It's a comic book movie. Uh, you know, Feige did something special and gave it more of a realistic twist when it's you know they started the true MCU. But I still think this holds up, and all thirteen films. You Given whatever your opinions are about them, are still really great superhero movies, and in their yeah. they are their interpretation of the move of the comic books. And again, same thing goes for the Feige's. You know, the MCU. It is an interpretation of the comic books. Civil War is not Civil War. All right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I granted Dark Phoenix isn't Dark Phoenix. It's their interpretation of what they could do for it. So. I think they all stand out, and again, you talk about a series that can go up to thirteen movies. It's it. They did it. I mean, and they did it great. I agree. I would agree. And like you said, like um, from this movie, we got what we have now. I mean, like yes, we have the leather outfits in this movie, but with a slight little touch of yellow in them. You don't have the true X Men costumes. You actually get those later on, which is kind of funny in first class, which I find hysterical. But um, yeah, guys, so we're watching X Men from two thousand. Um, so I guess we should just cue this up, stop blabbing and blab while we watch the movie, right? I'm at two seconds because I just like to be different, <laughs> but you guys can cue it up and watch it along with us. So I always give a little countdown. So just cue it up, get a cocktail, get comfy for X-Men in three, two, one, play. Ah, uh, Yes. The Fox Fanfare. True travesty that we don't have this anymore. I wish they would bring it back for something, but I get it. Yeah, Disney's got its imprint on it. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, you know, it's just like a, you know. And what a, what a great way to start off a movie. I'm sorry yeah, to have to, yes. to have Patrick Stewart does amazing narration on everything. It's just that the voice. I understand it's the British voice, but uh, before this in the 90s, before you know he did this, he was actually doing the um, night uh, night before Christmas or the a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. story of Ebenezer Scrooge, and he did it as a one man show. Him on stage with a nice big leather bound you know chair, and it was amazing. I, I was able. He did it one year out in L.A. Uh, when I lived out there, and it just just was that a one man show? Yeah, it was just him. He was just him up on stage narrating it from you know from the book, and it was just just dropped it, just amazing, just because of his voice, how, how smooth and and to have him started off with really what it, you brought up the Wizard magazines. What did we what we saw ninety God ninety three ninety four edition of Wizard? They he had was a, always the name. Yeah, he was always he was always the guy that was there for Xavier, and uh, I think. In the ver- in the magazine I remember picking up, it was I think he had Danzig, Glenn Danzig as Wolverine. Yeah, it was some like really outrageous casting. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But, but the common theme was always Patrick was his Professor X. Yeah. So, by the way, what what a way to begin a movie! Nick, you think it's going to be a superhero movie like boom, blam? Well, where you begin in Auschwitz, man? Concentration camps. This is was like I was like, wait a minute, they're starting here. Well, where else would you start? I mean, really, when you think no, 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 about I it, no. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I didn't think. Like, if let's let's be honest, besides like the first Blade movie and the second comic book movies weren't taken too seriously. I think this was the first one that they took it seriously. 
Well, yeah, come on now. Don't say that. Superman, Batman. You can't say that those okay, are okay. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Yeah, let's simmer down now. Uh, now, right. I will say Marvel. Yes, this is the, uh, besides Blade. This was the first Marvel movie taken serious because before guys, that you had you had some really bad Marvel movies. You know the Which Captain we America. We might be doing in the future, guys. Yeah, hey, stay close, Captain America. Well, think about. It. I mean, you had the Captain America. You had uh, what else did we have? Uh, yeah, Cap. Shoot, uh, some of them were. Oh, uh, uh, your favorite, your favorite singer of all time. Um, uh, we had a uh, a Shield. Um, Nick Fury with a uh, David, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then before that, I think it was more television series. You know, we yeah. did have, I think we had, was it X-Force or X? It was, was X, a bunch of kids. X, X, one of them was X-Factor. Maybe it's X-Factor I'm thinking of. Yeah. And, but it wasn't even that. It wasn't even based off of. No, it was so different. Yeah. They, they had a weird guy who was a villain and he looked like Andy Warhol a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> This is great. And the theme that they continue through the whole the whole series. This scene comes up several times. Yeah, you actually see actually the, the full scene in first class. Yeah, which I thought was great. Which I love yeah. that they made a call back to this movie. Now, originally, this movie, if, I, if I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly, I can't find it anymore. I found it like earlier this week, and I cannot find those site anymore. But X-Men was originally, I believe, supposed to come – it was offered to New Line, uh, and uh, it was with um, with Stan Lee, and he was trying to get it pushed to New Line. And the original directors that they had lined up was James Cameron and his wife, wife at the time, Catherine Bigelow, were going to do this. That would have been interesting. And they were lined up to do it, and I – I forget the reason why. I think it was during the some of the. Uh, if most folks don't realize, yes, Marvel is king right now, but uh, really, Marvel was in bankruptcy, like in the nineties. Like they sold they, off all their properties. Yeah, Mostly. they were in big, big trouble, and so they couldn't pull pull out all the the stops they needed. In fact, you know, DC actually helped them out. Most people don't realize yeah. that oh, their rival helped them out, which they because they understand you don't want to kill off your rival because then you end up being. I'm going to throw a wrestling term in here. You end up being WWE. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for competition. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Competition makes you stronger and makes you better. Makes you focused, too. Yeah. And there is Suki. Uh, oh, I mean, Anna Paquin. Oh, well, you know, that's yeah. close. But yes, you know, I, started watching, I started watching that series. It's actually pretty good. First time or again? Uh, no, it's first time. Oh, really? Okay, you yeah, know, it's never, pretty good. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's actually not bad. It's a very, very supernatural esque, but I guess with well, it, it's not the way around. Lots of boobies. supernatural is very true blood esque. Who came out first? True blood. You sure? It was based off of a series of books that came out well before Supernatural all right, dropped. All right, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So simmer down. I, I know you're territorial about your about your about your supernatural. So I have to look that one up after the show. Well, no, I, I can. Man, tell look, you look, how, I, you look how young she looks. Jesus. Yeah. What's up, Dad? Nice porn mustache. I love the fact that there's no intro. They're just there. 
Well, there was an intro. But, there, there was well, the verbal yeah, intro well, at the well, beginning. Well, yeah. yeah, that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, this is how Jean Grey came to be. Like, yeah. like none of that. And yeah. you had that with Magneto. But I'm just saying, like, they're there. They exist. But people don't know. Are they? You know, should they put regulations on them? We don't know. And and like you said, this is a common theme in all the movies. Now, here is where the make or break thing happens for me, because if they don't get this relationship right, the whole movie is going to fail. But this scene, which we're going to see in a couple minutes, was nailed. And after that, I had no worries. I'm like, okay. I'm on board. Well, it's getting it's the actors. I mean, really, the actors pulled it off. If it was yes, a different set of, of actors, you're, you're not going to... It's not going to happen, and I, and I love that since these film series came out, they are true friends. They they do oh, some of the dumbest stuff the, together. Oh my god, it's ridiculous! And it's so funny because people, you know, sometimes say like, well, you know, they can't be friends because he's he's homosexual and he's straight. I go, nah, man, they they get along like they're like brothers almost. They, they do so much stupid shit. They go to parades. They get hammered. I'm like, man, I hope when I get old, I can have somebody like that just to get drunk at a bar with so what are you doing in 20 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course see this is going to be the big challenge that that Feige is going to be uh, faced with this is the one thing that makes the X-Men so good at, you know here is they have a history yeah, that's going to be the that's a big hill to climb. I know he's got some yeah. great writers in his room because they're going to have to. They've that's that that's yeah. why they're holding it off as long as they have to. Like people they, say, oh, it's, it's like every single thing I hear. Like, oh, it's an X Men reference. X Men reference. Like, dude, relax. Yeah. I want them to get it right. Yeah, I, I think they just started. I think a a week ago. I think I read where they're just now sitting down in the writing yeah. rooms and like just not even not even with writers, just like idea room. You know the. the to figure out what, how can they do it? I mean, you're going to have to somehow introduce this old relationship. You got to change the origin slightly because you can't use, you know, concentration camps. You know, let's just, it just, you can't do it. Not now. So good. See, I never, I never questioned uh, Patrick Stewart on this one. Uh, I was not familiar. I see. I remember Ian McKellen from a movie called App Pupil, which is, I, I believe a Stephen King novel. Yeah, it's I a, think. yeah, it's adaptation. I think it's a novelette. Yeah, I don't adaptation. think it was a full. I think it was part of the same book series. That I um, saw that movie and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then when I heard he got cast for this, Magneto, I was like, oh, uh, App Pupil. That was the first thing I thought about. And I, I was like, well, let's see. But that opening scene, I was like, okay. Yeah, no, App Pupil is definitely the one. I remember him from that. And uh, But yeah, like I said, yeah, there was nothing else I could, I could, you know, put my finger on. Okay. I know he'd been in other things, but. Yeah, he's been in a ton of other things like BBC stuff. And he's been around, but like to the mainstream, not too many people knew who he was. Introduced to Rogue in our what? first appearance by a very well unknown actor back then. Very well unknown. 
or just a very, very, very well. Would you like that? Can I just yeah. say well unknown? <laughs> Do you know what? Wow, I feel so bad. You know who Ian McKellen played in a movie that you and I both love and that we wanted, that we were planning on doing? Uh, now I got it. Uh, ooh, uh, mm. He played Death. Oh, Last Action Hero. That's yes. right. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad wow. now. <laughs> you know what? I have. To, I, you know what? For April, I have to put that to the side now. That might not be a Patreon now. I, I'm just, I'm writing it in the side, not part of the list, but that movie's been mentioned way yeah, yeah. too much. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. Wow, that's just another reason. All right, haters, I'm going to say something that's going to make pe- people hate me or not. I don't know. Depends, but I am not a Wolverine fan in the comics. But I'm a Wolverine fan when it comes to Hugh Jackman. So I was never why why not? Never a, I was never a Logan fan or Wolverine fan in the comics. I just thought he was just some little dude who was always angry, had claws, and was going after people. Sounds like some, that sounds like you. You just described you minus the claws. Well, I am not a little man. So I'm not sure. Not motherfucker. Don't <laughs> not that small. But in the comics, the way he was written, he was just like a little angry guy. And I thought the way they did him in these movies, I was like, okay, well, he's not. And there's some layers to this guy. Well, that, that was all in the comics. I, I mean, you, you, I you're probably reading the wrong books, then, if you weren't a if you weren't a Wolverine fan. I mean, there I were the, the layer the I layers wasn't. were the layers were in the comic books already. No, no, I mean, I you had didn't. you didn't know his origin. There was always questions about who he was, what he did. Then you throw in the, uh, the, the anything with the you know being up um, in Canada and um, Alpha Flight. Is- but yeah, the, those, those are the ones I read. I read the Alpha Flight ones. Those are the ones I read, and a oh, couple of the other ones. Like yeah, the, so yeah, uh, then you, yeah, you're. What was that one cover of? Uh, it's a famous cover of Wolverine where he's basically going like this with his with his claws up, and he's like looking, going like that. Yeah, I forgot what the name of that. That's the one I read also. But I just, oh, I was <laughs> just never interested in the guy. Like the movies, I like Hugh Jackman his portrayal. In the comics, I just don't like him as a character. Never did. It's weird. But like I said, this is me. He's playing the same character. I, that's kind of strange. <laughs> I have that jacket, by the way. I think I wore it a couple times. Can't wear it now. I always thought it was very strange that they went with the hair. That that was the one thing. I thought they were going to play down, downplay the hair so it's not so obvious. Oh, um, they won full obvious, hair. Yeah. I wonder if Kevin Feige gave his input on that. Because Kevin was a, I think he was a part of this film. Some, I think it was a costume designer or something. Yeah, I have to look back. I think because I know he was involved in this film. Ridiculous. <laughs> that was a trailer shot right there. Yeah, he was just, uh, that was his first one, I think. Uh, so, yeah, he was associate producer on this. Yeah, so I, I knew he was there somewhere. 
Wasn't he involved in like in the Raimi Spider Man too? Like, uh, like the yeah, yeah. No, he did X Men, Spider Man, Mar- uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I mean he's been he's had his fingers in pretty much anything Marvel. Period. Yeah, you know his whole career. Um. Yeah, the only thing he has never, other than the Simpsons, and some fun thing happened on the way. Oh, that's another Marvel. Yeah, it's pretty much he's, his his career has been based off of Marvel. Period. So, what a good pretty sure he he wasn't the one that mentioned the hair. I'm pretty. They, they were they were a little bit higher up. I know. I'm just saying. You, I'm just I know you're Kevin Feige, Mark. So you got to bring him in somehow. I am. I do. I, I am a Mark for Kevin Feige. That, that's not even. That's not even a question. I just I admire what the guys built. Yeah, and you know, that's why I've always trust said, me, Don't forget, he, he's had some stinkers. Yes, he's had some stinkers, but he's had more successes than stinkers. Like if he, if he, if you got a batting average, he's like at what eighty percent, maybe eighty five. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay, remember, he he did he did come out with man thing. Ooh, I, I forgot about mm, that. Yes, everybody Ooh. does when they're sucking Kevin Feige off. They're like, oh, yeah, Kevin, man, oh, man, oh you're man. awesome, and then oh, man thing. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that came out of my <laughs> man. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about man. that. Damn. Yeah. Is that on YouTube? <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably I'm is. Yeah. Have to watch Man Thing tomorrow. Good on you. Dick. Love it. Now, my brother in California, huge Wolverine guy. Again, to me, when it's Marvel, like he, he's in, online in line with like Batman when it comes to Marvel, you know, it's like, yes. you don't, it's really hard. It's hard to find a, a, a non, if you're, if you're a comic book fan to find somebody, if, you they, know, if they, you know, if they're a Marvel fan, they're all, they pretty much all love Wolverine. Because mm. he's the dark, he's the, the dark knight of them, you know, if you really want to, you know, do like you always do, you like to do your Batman equation. So yeah, he's, that's what he is. Dark, sinister. He's not sinister. No, he's just grumpy. He's he, and he's a thinker, though. You know, he'll let his emotions get a best of him. But you know, his with his age and his, and the battle knowledge he has, he, he's the, probably their best. You know, field general. Here's the funny thing about this film, and he's in shape for this film. This is probably the worst shape he's been in any X Men movie. And true, it's the first one. Like if you see like the other X Men movies, he gets like progressively better, which is kind of frightening. Well, again, that was that was the progression of superhero hero films as well. Yeah. Everybody got progressively more and more ripped. And look, then, look at uh, what's his name, Kiral Namanjami yeah. for the Eternals. Yeah. You seen him, dude? Oh yeah, ridiculous. That, that's but I think that's something that's contractual now. I think that they're yeah. like they're they make dude, them I want, do I, I that. Want one of those contracts? Shit. Superhero diet. I mean, what is it? You eat fish, chicken legs, and work out. I'll do it. Yeah. Be careful when you sign up with the devil. Uh, there are certain things you can't do. Oh, 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 man, that's going to be rough then. I mean, you got to stop your strange Ooh. posts in the middle of the night, you know. Oh, fuck, that's going to be you'll, you'll be the next Gina Carana, so. Yeah, but I don't post shit like Gina Carana, though. That, I know, I but you, you post, shit. yeah, I know, you post them. Yeah, I know, but they may not like it. I just like post it, off but, the wall stuff. Like, exactly. I don't post anything. That's true. You never know. You just, gotta, you just never know. I'll erase my Facebook before that happens. Start making that dizzy kind of money. Huh? Yeah, of course. I won't do that. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. 
I think I want to be involved in that Blue Beetle movie. Oh. Here we go. No action. Now you're getting action. With the nice little intro. What's going on? This is the X-Men. Now we're getting down to the meat and potatoes, as they say. He's going to heal it off. Just walk it off, man. You walk it off. Walk it off, man. You'll be all right. Just walk it off, bro. Shake it off. How are you trapped? Get out. Nice. I'm glad they shied away from this haircut going forward. It's just like a one. Oh, like I said, yeah, I was like, Oof. <laughs> it looks goofy, man. Let's, let's, let's tame that down hair. <laughs> I know you want to get accuracy, but come yeah, on. That, that's what I said. That was the one thing. It's like, I like comic book accuracy, but not in that. No. Now you do know a singer actually turned this movie down three times before, uh, before he decided to go ahead and do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep, he had he turned it down, and it was actually what um, what changed his mind. It was yeah, he actually went and picked up some X Men comic books, and probably one of our big favorite things. Of course, you know you were singing the theme song earlier. He sat down to watch the animated series, and he found that that the, the the themes of you know the prejudice and discrimination compelling, and finally agreed to do a live action movie. Sabretooth. I love that. It's not... Look at that. Boom. I don't know. I was giddy. First time seeing this. That's fucking Cyclops. That's You get Cyclops. You got Storm. You got every... Yeah, they're all here. Now she does she loses her accent, I think, or does it constantly she loses change? It. Okay, it's it's it's, it's kind of like Wanda Maximoff. That accent, <laughs> what, did you did you notice in that episode? I mean, spoilers if you haven't watched it, yet, guys. But you know, this is not going to come out for a while. But uh, did you notice how Agatha Harkness made fun of that? Oh yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, the accent's back. It just goes in and. <laughs> well, they made a comment about that earlier. Somebody else made a comment about it. I think uh, Darcy made a comment about the accent. She's like, the accent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's not a. Yeah, that's not the first time somebody's uh, joked about okay. it. I, I, I didn't probably even hear that. Well, yeah. I saw the fact that they take a thing that's been well known to us and they just throw it out there. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> So when uh when Hugh Jackman got this, this is the kind of bad on him, but you know, when Hugh Jackman got the role, he actually went out and studied the behaviors of wolves. Not wolverines. And it wasn't until he got on on uh on set and uh, Brian and him were talking and Brian's like, No, 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 it's Wolverines. It's because I guess he was not familiar with the character. But since then he's fallen in love with it and uh yeah, it's his. He says it's his favorite character he's ever played because it's just he has so many levels to him. Well, guess what? I'm not he's not the only one.
you know what? I didn't, I don't want to see him in the MCU as Wolverine, but I really wanted to see him with Deadpool in that movie. <laughs> I really wanted like a road trip movie with him and the Deadpool and Wolverine. That would have been fun. Yeah, we definitely would have liked to have seen that. Again, we're in that we're in that 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 weird time right now, so where things were like kind of changing hand and everything. Jensen. Now, uh, Ian McKellen almost uh, almost didn't take the role. Uh, you, you know what his, the clinch was for him? What? The what, suit. Patrick Stewart? No, no, Ian. Oh, what was that? The suit. Once he saw the suit, he's like, oh, I get to wear that. Okay, I'm in. That suit has evolved throughout the X-Men movies, too. I think yeah, just padding and here and there, and then of course you have the time. The, yeah. the because some some of them are you know they change time as well. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny that you know you have to cast. And let's be honest, to me and you, these are two iconic roles: Professor X and Magneto. And they casted great the first time and great the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what's the craziest thing to me. Like the first time, yeah, you, you hit a home run, but you hit another home run. You hit back to back home runs. And what's funny is the younger Magneto actor, you know, and 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 Patrick or and uh, Xavier actors, they're actually just as close as Patrick Stewart yeah. and Ian McKellen are. They, they're, yeah, yeah. There's a, um, a James Norton episode where it's I think it's actually I think it's Hugh Jackman, and mm. then then the, and they're sitting That's there. The one I saw. Yeah, and they're talking about like there's all this fan fiction and fan art about them having some strange love affair. Yeah, it's hysterical. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman's face is great. He's like, thank God I missed that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in that same show you have. Um, I don't know which one. I think it's James McAvoy, and he's done impersonations of Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and Ian McKellen. Hysterical, and they're both on there with them. Oh no, this is a different episode. Yeah, this was. Oh, is it yeah. okay? I, I, no, that's a, that's another one you got to watch. It's it's like he's doing an impersonation right in front of him, and I think during that whole uh, press tour for uh, Days of Future Past, it was just them four, and they were just cracking on each other. Our introduction to the new mutants, basically. Yeah, that's basically what they are. And uh, my, I feel very disappointed in what they did to them because they, I don't know, they were second thoughts. I think I thought there should have been a little bit more, a little bit more talk about them. You know, I mean, granted, we get Kitty to see Pri- Kitty. Is that supposed? Is that supposed to be Kitty Pride? Yeah, right yeah, there? that was Kitty Pride okay. leaving. Uh, we saw Jubilee leave. We saw obviously Bobby leaving Bobby. Iceman. Uh, but yeah, there was a. I know. I, I understand. There, you want to concentrate on the big X Men first because this is their first movie. But it, it would have been nice with a little. I mean, that was kind of cool for Kitty. Um, I don't think we see much of Jubilee. Um, no, I think that's it. Yeah, Bobby, we definitely see because you know the the love interest there, which I thought I was a little disappointed there that they chose to go that direction instead of what we know as Rogue's true love interest. Yep. But again, she's still a kid here, so. She's not. I always, a, I always wondered why they never tried with Gambit. Well, they were going to, but in well, this one, Rogue strange? was too young. Well, Rogue was Is too that young. What it was? Yeah, 
Okay. Well, the, I, the, the my big thing is why did they choose Rogue? That's the one thing, not Gambit. Why did they choose Rogue instead of Jubilee, who in the animated series was you know the focal point for? She was yeah, she was yeah, she was like the she was yeah. like the intro. Like what do yeah. always say? Like she was us. Yeah, she was yeah, she was she was she a point was of view us, of the characters. Yeah, yeah and um, I just I don't yeah, know why they it, went that direction. Yeah, I don't know. Because then then what you were saying, you know, yeah, if they had injured, had a older Rogue. Then yeah, then you definitely can have the Gambit kind of relationship going there. I always thought Rogue was a great character in the animated series. Like the episode where they reveal her backstory, how she got her powers oh, from yeah. uh, from Captain Marvel, and yeah, Carol, you see yeah, her. Carol, yeah. She's she's saying the whole uh, story while she's talking to Carol Danvers while she's in a coma, and she keeps visiting her. She's like, her name is Carol Danvers. You know, she was one of the greatest heroes in the world. I was like, oh, this is that series is still phenomenal, man. Oh. Still the best version of the Dark Phoenix saga ever. Oh yeah, yeah. We're getting it's it's, it's animated. You can get away with I doing know, all know, that man, big know, stuff. Now a couple of the X Men series that you actually turned me on to after that, like um, Evolution, wasn't bad. Even Wolverine in the X Men wasn't awful. Yeah. So do you do you recognize the mansion? You should. Isn't that? Mm, hold on hold on it's in two superhero themed that okay this is nothing that's just an interior shot could be anywhere is that Wayne Manor? nope Smallville yep that's one that's that's the Luther Mansion in Smallville and there's another one There you go. There you go. Yes, and there's one it. more. Those were your two superhero movies. Now, there was one other movie that that mansion was used in, uh, and you probably will never get it. Uh, it was about five years before this movie was made, but that is the Madison Mansion from Billy Madison. You penguin, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yep. That is. Well, when I get drunk sometimes drinking butt ice, I often see penguins yeah. as well. So. Yep. Doobie, 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 doobie. Do you remember those commercials? They That's were, why you and I had this talk love, a while ago. Yeah, I wish I wish they would bring those commercials back. My favorite one was the one there on the train, and he's like, he's like, and he just he's sitting there, and all of a sudden he's going through a tunnel. He sees the penguin, ah, and he's like, ah, and they cut it off. First introduction to the X Jet, which like I, that, this one, this is the one that really got me. Oh yeah, the characters yeah were great, but to actually finally you see gotta, the X Jet when you see that X Jet, and they're like. Oh, that's it. It's like, you know, we should have a list of like iconic superhero type vehicles. Like, and I think the X jet has to be up there. That'd be a good list, man. Cause you, you have to do some deep dives. Cause like, if you think about it, the X jet, right. Mm-hmm. The Batmobile, obviously. The, but then yeah. see, you can spend you can spend a, a list on Batman alone the bat the bat wing the, the bat jet the Batmobile the bat tank yeah but like out I of mean, all his vehicles the Batmobile is going to be the, the one but which version but, well, you got to throw out which version now so now you got to go you know, do you um, want the tumbler do you want the you know the original do you want the sixties you got there's a lot do you want the whoa. animated series one oh, man. Yeah, do, do, do you want the uh, do you want the uh, one that's coming out in Justice League on them or Justice League there's the bat tank I know that's a mobile esque so yeah it's, it's 
I said, there's, there's some, and then, and then there's the the, the invisible jet for Wonder Woman or the bat or the arrow car. And don't forget about the arrow car. Oh yeah, of course, Lane. Come on, stop that. You should throw the plastic car there if you're going to do those. Or does the ring count since it does turn into a vehicle? The Green Lantern ring. Mm, Our ring. I mean, it it can create. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a matter. We have to discuss that. That's, I don't know. That's, that could be on your little list over there. This is the best introduction to her. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Because, you know, to quote another superhero, you didn't see it coming. Mm -mm. I mean, I didn't. You knew she was going to be in the movie, but when? And done great. Uh, uh, Rebecca did an amazing job. Rebecca Romaine, yeah. Um, should have just had Jennifer her name. Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, I think she did an amazing job, you know, t- transferring over to a new time time timeline and everything. But yeah, I, they think they both actresses did amazing jobs. And I wasn't sure about you know Rebecca who when you were doing this. I mean, but again, this is she a, was just a model. I was all right, she is, from what I knew. But she did a, a, I mean, just perfect. Oh my god! And that's all makeup, yeah. right there. Yeah, that's, that's all that's, makeup. This is before CG got yeah. really. Just think of how long she had to spend in that makeup chair. <laughs> the wrap party for the first movie, um, she had had that that stuff seeped into her system, into her body. Uh, she was t- she was telling stories after the wrap party. She got sick and she was throwing up blue. Because it had gotten it had seeped into her, you know, her into her system. Where did Toad get his license from? I didn't know he could fly a helicopter. It's Toad, man. Oh no, Toad's a Toad's a pimp. What are you talking about? And by the way, where was Toad? I, I don't know any Toad in like the X Men universe. Yeah, he was part of the brother the Brotherhood, some mutant. Yeah, but like really low. What happened to the what's his name? Remember the the, the guy in the, in the first episode of X Men? He died. Uh, was it Nerf? Oh yeah. Well, he didn't die. He went. They captured him, and then they thought he died, and, he, and then he, he, came, he went back. He, be, he became crazy or yeah. some shit. They should have put him in the movie. I don't know because I think I don't. I don't <laughs> know much kidding. about him. I think they didn't. Want, I think they were trying to distance himself a little bit, you know, not to be a, you know, a repeat of the animated series. Facetious, man, like he, he was a terrible character. <laughs> he was awful. He was just an intro. Like he was one of those. Um, he's a plot device character. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. No, nerf. Like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Why do you care about him so much? Why should I care about him? This is we get the exposition about uh, who Wolverine yep. is and yeah. or yeah, yeah. Nice little nod by Famke wearing that red dress to the Phoenix, but you know. It could be just coincidental. Or just no, if color. you look, she wears there there's a lot of coloring. To the, to her, very, very so similar funny. to like you something you mentioned before Smallville. You know Clark always wore the red, blue, red and blue. He always had a combination of that on him to represent Superman, and I think they do that to her in here. Well, everybody in Smallville kind of wore hoodies for a while. They were like, "Yeah, this is my colors." They didn't have actual costumes. I think. Well, that was the, that was I, the Justice League. No, I'm talking just Clark in general through the oh, whole yeah, show. Yeah, Clark, yeah, yeah, Even yeah. episode one, he's wearing red and blue. It's it yeah. just and yellow. He had, he always wore a combination of you know, those colors. Come to think of it, I think the only person in Smallville who actually wore a costume was the Green Arrow. I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, no. 
I mean, think about it for a second. No, I think uh, Aquaman had one, not at first. I think sort later of, when he came back, he, he kind of had one. Uh, I think the second visit or third visit of The Flash that he was more – yes, it was so hoodie-esque. But again, like you said, everybody had hoodie. But yeah, he you sort of had he, one. You know, to, to stop on that point, you know what I didn't know about Smallville when I re-watched, I rewatched it like a, probably six months ago, rewatching a couple episodes? What I didn't know, that was Bart Allen, not Barry Allen. Yeah. But if you look at the license, license when he uh, when Clark gets the uh, or when they open up his bag, there's a Barry Allen license. In there. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. True. There's actually there's a there's all of them in there. I think uh, Jay Garrett's got a he's there's got a Jay, Jay Garrick in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah they play, played an homage to all of them. Well, you got to think when this was going out going around, I think Barry was the big one. No, the at series. the time I, th- I think it was more uh, Wally. Wasn't Wally the bigger one because Barry was gone by then? But, but Bart was the the replacement. Wally was around, but. Was Bart like his grandson? I believe was that the, the whole thing, or was he like an older, different timeline? I don't, I'm not too keen on. Well, I should be keen on Flash stuff. I watch the Flash all the time. But you're watching That's, the Barry Allen Flash, and not the yes, what I the comic say. books were doing, and and like I said, they were taking it from that comic books in that time you, frame. You know what's funny? I got a friend of mine at work, and I always mention him. He is a huge Wally West Flash guy. Like swears by him. I'm like, what do you about Barry Allen? Like he's like, oh Barry Allen, whatever. Like he keeps mentioning, oh, didn't he disappear? I'm like, well, he's back. I get, I don't know. I guess a lot of people swear by Wally West. Like they're huge Wally West fans. Well, again, it depends on what you grew up with in Flash. It's I mean, just yeah. like it's just strange. Like I, like I always think of like the original characters. Like hey, that's you know Flash to me is always Barry Allen. But he wasn't the you original know, though. To me is, I know Jake Eric. Yeah, so again, it's all the based off of it's unlike Batman. Batman's always been Batman. It's always been Bruce. Maybe there was a year or two, you know, Dick's filled in or, you know, John filled in or somebody else filled in. It's always been but with Flash, there's this rotating cast, so it depends on when you first picked up that book and who was your favorite. Same thing goes with Green Lantern or the Green Arrow, I meant. No, Lantern, I was right. Sorry, Lantern. No, yeah. Lanterns, Lanterns yeah. yes, I could say. Yeah, Lanterns yeah, have Lanterns a rotating. It's you know, so it's all about based off of what who you liked and at the time, or who, you, or who you hated. No, we are not doing a Guy Gardner show. You can do that by yourself. I never mentioned it. I don't know. You're the one bringing it up, so apparently you want to do it. No, so. I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying it could be in your ether somewhere. No, you would do that show just to piss me off, dude. I know you. You you are the devil on somebody else's shoulder. Ah, oh, but see, you're expecting it, so that's not when I'm going to be the devil. It's when you least expect it is when the devil comes out, and you already know my feelings about Guy Gardner. So that, why do it? There's other things I would do. So uh, Sabretooth, you know who t- you know who Sabretooth is, right? He was a wrestler, wasn't he? Uh, Tyler Maine, yes, was a professional wrestler, yes. But who, what else has he done in his career? Oh. All right, give me in. It's been one of your favorite horror characters. Keepers Creepers? No. We did one of the we did one of them last last year on on, uh, on our horror fest. Not that version that he was in, but a a version of one of those movies. The pre- no, we didn't do Predator. No. Um. No, he was Michael Myers in the Rob was Zombie he? movies. Yep. 
And one and two. And he was also uh, Rufus R.J. Firefly Jr. in The Devil's Reject, which we did the first one of that last year. So, yeah, he is still uh, very busy. He may not have returned, oh. which I'm okay with that he didn't return. I mean, this Sabretooth was okay. I just didn't like the look. Uh, it's nothing against Tyler. I think Tyler did a great job with what he was presented, but the look of him. And the, 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 his portrayal was kind of like very uh, big, goofy. Yeah. Like I, I, said, I, thought yeah. Shri- I thought when they did a Liv Schreiber was the uh, Sabretooth, I thought he did much well, better. Well, he did because he wasn't strapped down with makeup and having to be the beast was, that, dude, dude, that – he was still – I'll tell you what. He was more frightening – than this Sabretooth was. And he had less makeup and stuff. Well, like again, that. I think it's the makeup that makes him less frightening to me. That's why I say I okay. don't say it's it don't say it's Tyler that did a bad job. <laughs> I think they strapped him down. But again, when you look at Sabretooth in the comic books, he's all fuzzy and has long hair and yeah. So they try to again get comic book accuracy, but this that, that's one of those ones you, you don't. You don't need to make him hairy. Well, make him make him hairier like you know this movie is kind of guilty of that if you think about it. Like they're guilty of just trying to like Wolverine's hair, Sabretooth. Well, it was just Wolverine's hair. The rest of Wolverine's fine. But yeah, the Sabretooth, they but just that, want to overkill. Hair, I'm like, that, yeah. yeah. I was like, simmer down on Sabretooth. He's, he, the, what they did with Liv is perfect. What they should have done with, with Tyler here just made him normal with beast-like features. The teeth. I, like, I think, I think, I think um, Liv had like, some extra like canines. I think they extended his canines out a little bit. Dude, that's re- that is intense. But she can heal herself. No, she can't. Not yet. She has to well, touch him to, to touch she him does, yeah. heal. Like if he got up and ran away to go find somebody to help, he, you know, she would have died. It's a good thing he has that super duper healing power. You know, it's funny in that little flashback you saw in his head, that scene, they kept that theme for Wolverine Origins, if you think about it. With the, with the whole scene where like, oh, he survived. They had like the champagne and all that stuff. Yeah. They kept that scene. I mean, of course, he elaborated on it, but that's, I'm that's a lot of the these scene, though. I mean, yeah, like, like Auschwitz with Magneto, they they brought that back for first class. X Men Origins for Wolverine, they yeah. brought back that flashback scene. Well, that's I, I, to it's me. I, to, to me, it's I don't think they brought it back. That's his origin. Why would yeah, it's I mean, not bringing I, I, it back? I, it's just I, sticking just to the well, origin. Yes, yes, of course. I'm just saying, like, but those scenes right there were like, you know, oh, forget it. <laughs> oh, and the other kid in the classroom when they all left. Um, there was a young Colossus and Pyro was in there. Not the Pyro we just saw from the to the second movie. I like the Pyro in the second. And movie. somebody else you missed during the uh, during the flashback scene for for the uh, Weapon X. One of the technicians was somebody. The uh, one of the technicians was actually Kevin Feige. I know. We're on camera. But you may want to mute when you walk away, when you go away. I so. did. Like, uh, no, I didn't. muted when I was getting the ice. No, I could hear you getting the ice. You didn't mute it. Just, just so you, you know. The- I'm telling you. I heard, you ice, I heard ice rattling. <laughs> I do like this. Kevin Kelly. Be- Kevin Kelly. Senator Kelly. Why well, I say Kevin Kelly? Kevin Kelly was a WWE announcer. Senator Kelly, the thing that he hated the most 
Magneto turned him into. That's, ugh. That is such a cool costume, too. Yeah, so that original movie, there's been a screenplay for this kicking around since 1984. Uh, Ryan held the options for the film rights for a while. Then development started with Ryan, uh, but then Ryan began facing financial troubles. Through 89 and 90, Stanley and Chris Claremont, the creators of X-Men, uh, were in discussions with uh, – was that? Car- Carlocco Pictures, and that's where – it was James Cameron as producer, and Catherine Bigelow was going to direct, and uh, and then that's kind of and that's where the that's where the rumors about Bob Hoskins being Wolverine came from was during that time eighty nine ninety. Wow, I remember that. Yeah, Ooh. so Bob Hoskins uh, was being considered for Wolverine. Angela Bassett was being considered for Storm, which I think that would have been an awesome. That would have been great. Uh, Stanley. Uh, Deal fell apart when Stanley uh, kind of like blew Cameron off on his interest in doing a Spider-Man film. So, and then of course uh, the uh, Car- Carlocco pictures. The reason I can't pronounce it or I know who it is is because they went out, of, they went bankrupt, and the film rights yeah, well, just that's probably why fell apart. You got a difficult name to pronounce. Of course, we're not going to be around for much longer. What do you think about this scene? All right. I mean, I. No, so like, reason, what are you, what are no, you looking for? No, 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 no. The reason I ask is because I had some friends who they talk about the scene. Like, oh, why did he have to come out of the, the whole like uh, the sea like this, being all naked and like people looking at him like? And there's by the way, Stanley, right? Yeah, Stanley. Hey, Stanley. Came um, in. I'm like, I, I go, I like this scene because it shows that Senator Kelly, his hatred, has become his life. The thing, the very thing he hates, he's become. Yeah. What did they? What did they want? I, I like. I don't know. Like some things, I'll have quibbles with, but I didn't have a quibble with this one. Then. Yeah, no, nothing. Here, and, he, and here's the weird thing: Bobby Drake and Rogue. That's odd, but again, it's a quibble. It's the first time we're seeing it. Yeah. So. So uh, the movie eventually ended up. Uh, I think it was uh, December '92. Marvel discussed selling property to Columbia Pictures. That did not happen. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it reverted back to uh, back to the uh, Marvel. Uh, Avia Arid and uh, produced the animated X Men TV series. Avi, yep. Uh, Fox was so impressed with the success of the television series, uh, the producer uh, decided uh, Lauren Donner purchased the rights to the film and brought uh, Andrew Kevin Walker to write the script. All right, so that's kind of where it was with with that. And Kevin Walker wrote Eight uh, Millimeter, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, that's kind of what some of his his history, and basically Walker's draft uh, involved Professor Xavier recruiting Wolverine into the X Men, kind of what we saw here, uh, which consisted of uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast, and Angel. So that was the original concept, like back in the early days. Uh, and then the Brotherhood of Mutants consisted of Magneto, Sabretooth, Toad, which we got, but then they uh, would have would have had Juggernaut and the Blob, which. Which I thought would have been great. Man, they should have done that.
here's another important part of the X-Men, you know, history is, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. This is, um, Cerebro, Cerebro, Cerebro. Yes. They actually built a sound stage for this. And it's been used in many, many X-Men movies after this too. In different forms, different versions. Forms, yeah. but, it's, but it's still it's, the same. Yeah, it's pretty much been the same. Uh, you know, the the, the walkway. A couple, couple different quips and a couple yeah. different like details, but it's still the same thing. Yeah, the different versions that they had for for a long time for through the nineties were really kind of interesting. Had you know, had different ones coming in and out. I'll tell you the, the the one version that I'm not sure we're going to see maybe in the future, and it's actually a comic book that you read that I started reading, and I secretly got done, which was that new X-Men uh, run that came out where Professor X is actually walking, and he has Cerebro attached to his head. So you just got done with the first run, dude. This It's still going. Yeah. I don't know what you finished, I, well, yeah, but it's still I, I going. Got, well, I, I got done with the basic run. Okay. I just first read 10 run, episodes, okay. all right? Give me a break. I'm wondering if they would actually do that, Professor X. I don't know. The only reason I would say I don't know is because it's too new. That's the only reason I would say because you, if you're going to do an X-Men and bring them in, you don't want to do a new story that the old, the old, the old fans aren't familiar with. You're going to want to do something that, you know, it's going to be, you know, everybody's going to be like, what the hell's well, 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 Isaac Xavier walking? Here's here's something I'm going to play devil's advocate with you, because you just said a little while ago that it's going to be difficult for Kevin Feige to make X-Men in the MCU going forward because of the history they have here. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not change it up and add that version and mix it in with other versions as well? But instead of Professor that, X actually being in the wheelchair. That still does, that doesn't he, explain the history, though. That's it's, it's just a different you, version of Professor Xavier with him walking. Well, you, like I guess change it around. I just again, I think that's one of those ones when they're going to do it, they're going to stick to certain things, and that's one of those ones I think you got it. You have to stick to it's. It's iconic. It's like not giving Wolverine his claws. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's well, unfortunately he's in a wheelchair, and especially in today's age, you want to show a representation of handicapped people. Give them, give them Professor Xavier and what kind of man he is, and what you know, what kind of master of his abilities. But he's still in that wheelchair. That's yeah. Disney's not giving that up. <laughs> that that that's a, that's check marking off some things they they have to do, like Superman flying. Right, Superman has to fly. Right, exactly. We he can't you know just leap tall buildings. <laughs> but that's again when you really look at the original history of Superman. That's what he did. That's why he in the thing it says leap tall buildings because that's what he did. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, you know uh, the um, the cast really got into reading comic books. They the the, the studio gave them all comic books beforehand, uh, like uh, for Patrick Stewart. He thought it was originally like some X Files thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he first got heard about it. So what they uh, what they did is they sent him a crate of comic books, and he says it was probably the most fun he had researching a, a role. But once they got to set, uh, Singer outlawed comic books altogether. Now, they he didn't want their performance to be. Influenced further than that. Well, that's what it has. It has a realism to it too. You know, you can read for a while, but you still have to add your own performance to it. You can't act like straight from the comic. Even I don't want that. (laughs) 
So who else – do you know who else was uh, set up for uh, – or being a prime for the role of Rogue? Besides Rebecca? Um, no, Rogue. Oh, Rogue. Um, no, I can't say I do. Uh, Kristen Dunst. Sarah mm. Michelle Gellar. Mm. Christina Ricci were all considered for the role. And one person, which – don't know how she would do a younger version of her or her younger self acting was really good i don't know you know she's had some some questionable choices since but natalie portman turned down the role of rogue you know what would have been good as rogue and if, if you're going to go with the older version of rogue holly hunter at that time I'm just the accent. That's all. That's the only thing she's bringing to the game, really. At that time, she's great actress. I think she, too. Great actress, but I think she might have been a little too old for for Rogue. Think so? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the only. That's the only thing. The accent. Yes, you can find a girl that's got a southern accent or one that fake one. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Mike does not like older women. Okay. I did not say that, but for the role of Rogue, she was who's most likely in her twenties. Hmm. I always thought she was like late twenties. Again, I just said she's in her twenties. Did I say that I no, did I hint to young twenties? <laughs> I said she was in her twenties. So yes, we both agree. Uh, again, I think Holly was a tad Sarah, older. I think Sarah Michelle Geller would have done a better job. I think with her, you know, her stuff from uh, Buffy. Buffy, yeah, I think she has yeah, the training to do it, but I think she could pull it off. Sure you will, Logan. I guess if you wanted to compare this train or the train station scene, you can. This is the version of the airport scene of Civil War, like for the time. As far as an action set piece goes, really. I don't think they, yeah. it wasn't this, that long. This, this, it was real quick. No, I'm, I know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. this is kind of like a predecessor to it. You don't have like the long, drawn out fight. I wonder if that was the. I wonder if that was the uh, the train station from uh, Man of Steel because that looks really close to it. Oh man, it does. Man, it looks. Close your eyes. That's a badass moment. Only one of the few cool things actually Storm did in the films. I didn't think she did that much. It's kind of like Cyclops. I thought he was kind of a wasted X-Men character. He's so badass. And they basically made him a background character in all these movies. They never got him right. With the exception, probably, when they recast with that newer cast of X-Men when they got, when they bought Cyclops back. I thought that version of that kid, was it that Liv Sheridan or something? Yeah, he was, he was better. He was, he was good. He was better because they used him more. I wish they would use that same cast, but you know, that's intense. Boom. 
There is an X-Men book. And there just is a panel with him and Magneto in it. And basically, in that panel or in that little thing that's going on, Magneto rips apart the entire adamantium out of his body and just like wraps it around him. Yeah, that's uh I think that's when his first death, I think. Yeah, is what they, what, killed what it was. him. Like, yeah. Wow. That's why, that's why this is a bit of foreshadowing because it's uh, – Magneto had already – well, Mag- Magneto had already ripped out in the comic books, I think, uh, mid-90s, I think it was. Magneto had already pulled all of the adamantium out of him yeah, and just left him with the bones. And so, yeah, like I said, I think that was a bit of like a little foreshadowing for like if they were planning on doing something later. But the one you're talking about was way after this movie, this that, that episode or that comic book panel was was after – Uh, yeah, guys, you better run. How about these guys for, uh, were considered to play the role of Cyclops? These are interesting. Uh, one guy we just watched in a a movie earlier, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck, Mm. or Mm. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, if they went with the, if they went with the version of Cyclops you and I talked about, yeah. Go Ethan Hawke. This is great because you've seen how badass Magneto is. Now you see how badass Professor X is. And Petta Wilson was actually offered the role of uh, Jean Grey. Really? Why should she turn it down? Uh, let's see. Was she still doing Nikita at the time? Yeah, she still had to finish that up instead. Hmm. Um, but of course, you know, she eventually ended up playing uh, in another comic book movie Superman Returns. And one more. There's another one? Is yeah. that Superman Returns? Yeah, it's one you probably have tried to like rip from your brain. I'm a little scared to ask now. Yeah. A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh, that's mm. <laughs> Ugh, that's right. She was a vampire. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Every time Alan Moore sees that movie, he cries a little bit more. I don't think Alan Moore owns a TV, so I think it's he's safe. He's a warlock, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have to I have to lend you that book of him being a warlock and shit. It's just, it's 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 just out there. That's all I'm gonna say. It's out there. What a frightening scene, by the way. Mr. What is Ray Parker? his head? Is that, is that Beats? What's that? No, um, I'm just talking about um, Toad? Toad. What does he have in his head? Is that Beats headphones? <laughs> Yeah, they really eventually got her makeup down better. Oof. Yeah. You can definitely see it caked on her. That's, a, yeah, that's definitely it's makeup. A, that's, yeah, it's oof. Sat in that chair for what, two hours or three? Jesus. Yeah, that's that's commitment, man. I wonder if she might, it might have been longer than that. I, 
You think she got mad when Jennifer Lawrence only had like when she was only CG'd? <laughs> Probably about as mad as uh, as Carrie Fisher did when she found out Natalie Portman could wear underwear. Ooh, <laughs> true, true, true. Probably one of Carrie Fisher's uh, best uh, speeches. For uh, it was for George Lucas getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, I think, for like the the actors award or or group, and she chewed him a new one. <laughs> it was great. Dude, you told me you told me there wasn't underwear in the in space. You lied. <laughs> How many times did my daughter Patamana whatever her name was? Patamana. She changed costumes. How many times, Percy? Oh, oh yeah, she. Uh, Carrie Fisher in like her late years where she was roasting George. Yeah, oh, that was yeah, that was the best hysterical. one. Hysterical. Hugh Jackman doing his best rockabilly haircut right now. I love the fact that this is a guy who's publicly, you know, slammed the mutants. Like, you know, they're they're nothing. They're garbage. You know, we should, like, pass all these laws against them. And here's the guy that he's basically slammed. And this guy still shows compassion to him. He's like, hey, you okay? I love that. Yeah, we see that in a lot of uh, stuff today. I know it's been it's been a, it's it, like, yes, again it's a trope I know it's just, well no it's not a trope no 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 you're you're reading me way wrong way wrong what I'm saying is that's well, something I'll that is that, in, that is something that is happening in our real world today that we're seeing people that are like that um, you know and it's but it's it's something that's always been part of comic books a, a very political side of it that's why I love when I hear people complain about politics and comic books oh why are they putting i don't want to know what your what your political thoughts are just write the comic book and shut up and i'm like uh, did you not read any of like the 70s comic books black panther the, the x-men uh what they were really based off of did you not think that stanley and you know chris claremont when jack kirby were all writing these things about ooh, the political climate of their time so yeah. why would you think that comic book writers and artists today would change that we wouldn't. I mean, but but no. people they're like they get mad. They're like, I don't want to hear your your political view on my comic book. Well, guess what? That's 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 been, that's been the world. That's been part like of comics since forever. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if you don't want to change, yeah, if you don't want to read it, go pick up an old nineteen you know thirties uh, Superman comic book and read that. That's you know just boring. Oh, and the composer for this is the gentleman you and I were talking about four freaking episodes ago. About we were talking about um, uh, Hans Zimmer and how he great he is, and there was a guy in the '90s that was ju- was on par with him. Yeah, you Michael Kamen. Michael Michael Kamen. Yeah, yeah. He Ooh. had he had the long rock and roll hair. He did everything. Michael Kamen. I remembered it like four days afterwards. I'm like, I th- I, that's what it is. But yeah, he does the score in this. I th- yeah, I have him written down in my notes somewhere because I was like Michael Kamen. Like he's one of those. Yeah, one- yeah, Kamen. Kamen. He's the uh, he's the one. If you ever yeah. saw. Um, uh, was it November Rain? Uh, the, the Guns N' Roses video. He's the or- orchestra, you know, composer. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you would see him all over oh, the place. Yeah, he would. He was like I said. He was the Hans Zimmer of the I, late eighties, nineties. 
I'll tell you off air <laughs> about that song. I remember rain. It's yeah. It's something happened to me when that song came out with somebody I knew a long time ago. But anyway, let's get back to the movie. Your uncle touch you. Not quite. But yeah, this is the only comic book movie that uh, Michael Kamen ever did uh, orchestra for. You know what I'm shocked in all these X-Men movies? And maybe they didn't want to do it because it sounds too goofy. I'm shocked they never threw in like the intro of the animated series somewhere. I don't think comic book movies at this time were that self-aware of themselves. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I know, I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like, I'm yeah. just shocked, like, it, like down the road, well, like, you could, you know, first you, class or something else. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're talking 20 years ago. Think about our place in in our in the culture at that time that we weren't as self aware and jokey jokey about ourselves. Geeks were still in the closet at this point. You know, the the, the fact we were getting this movie, the fact we got Blade, that was like, ooh, wow, that's a big deal. You know, because um, that's really about the only things we had gotten around that time before that was the 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 crap version of uh fantastic four before that the crap version of you know captain america then batman so we had those series and of course you know we we know how progressively worse those got so the geek community still was very was was still very quiet and in our in our own little shell so i don't think the comic when you're going to do a comic book movie you're going to try to you're not going to play the camp up you know, you're not going to get that fun thing like I, the very first Iron Man. I think his ringtone was the Iron Man theme. You know, or, yeah, or, it you was. Know. It was. You know, you're not going to get that kind of fun. I don't know. Back, it's back like, now, I, I understand of the times you can't have it, but I'm just like like the later X Men movies, yeah. Days of Future Past. You, you couldn't have like a little scene with that in there. I don't know. Just maybe they did, and we just kind of kind of missed yeah, it, or maybe, or they know, can or they work. continue to just play it straight. Here's the thing that bugged me also about these X-Men movies. Like the first movie, he's incapacitated. The second movie, he's captured. The third movie, he's dead. Like you don't really get a big sense of Professor X that he's around a lot in these movies. Like James McAvoy had a lot more to do. Well, James McAvoy was walking and it was still early. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I know. But yeah. I'm just saying like the, at this point, he's supposed to be like a – um. I forgot how they, they classify the mutants like 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 an omega level, alpha level. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's alpha. Like, he, yeah. yeah, he's an alpha level mutant. Like, and they basically like this movie. You've seen him. No, he's omega. And I look at he's in a coma, right? Yeah. You see, and then he wakes up later on. The second movie, he's captured, so and he's being tortured, so he doesn't really do much there. The third movie, he's he's basically killed in the first twenty minutes. So it's like you know you don't get that much screen time with Professor X. But honestly, when you read the comic books. It, Professor X isn't the one going out doing things. Yeah, it's Scott's true, the I, leader. That's I, that's I where they I, fell on their. Let, well, the, what they did with he, Professor Xavier is great, but it, they should have fucking fixed you know, Scott a lot better. Well, the Scott they fucked over. Let's just be honest; yeah. they fucked him over hard. I mean, what they've done to Professor Xavier is kind of the the, the, the par for their course. Okay, when you say it like that, okay, that makes sense. I mean, because honestly, I, again, I, I go with, you know, we're, we're watching a superhero well, film. If you're going to compare it to like to, to Cyclops, yes, because Cyclops got fucked over big yeah. time. Because the, the, the leader roles were, were primarily Cyclops and Storm. And they, even in Storm's case, it, they really didn't give her. And they depowered yeah. Cyclops yeah. for these movies, by the way. Yeah. 
they definitely deep. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, that. He's got to click his little light. No, no, that he was able to do that. I no, thought that was auto. That was auto. He didn't have to that push was auto. a button. He did it on auto. He I, did it on like he did it on sense alone. He didn't have to like press a little like button on his Ray Bans. Like I can throw lasers. And in the comics, he freaking lasered mountains in half. That's what I'm saying. They depowered him a lot. And they wussified him. I'm sorry, because they wussified him throughout these whole movies. Like the first movie, he bare he does some stuff. Second movie, he does very little. And third movie, he's dead. So, she just looks so sticky. <laughs> sorry, and, just, no, she does the makeup. And yeah, gooey, and yeah, gooey. <laughs> she looks like a um. Like in that TV show, Double Dare, if you had all the goo like on you. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to take that back. There was a He-Man figure that came with like slime. She looks like that. She, if she got like throw all the slime on her, like all that goo. and I don't know. Hello. Mrs. Jerry O'Connell. When they say fat kids don't win in the end, look at Jerry O'Connell. I love those. Those little lines like that, and when he's like, you know, when I came to America, just things were supposed to change. And he's so good. It's interesting. The beginning of the movie. Uh, you know, you saw the the concentration camp. That was actually a brewer, yeah. that was a brewery that they did. <laughs> really? Um, it, it was, but what's funny <laughs> sorry, is the scene the scene when we're introduced to Wolverine. That bar is in the brewery, so they filmed both of the scenes there at the same place. What would you think of Gary Sinise as Wolverine? At the time? Yeah. Not my first choice, but not a bad choice. Yeah, and they, he was. I, I can dig it. Yeah, I he, he, he was it. actually considered yeah. when on the first run back when uh, Catherine he's not, was on. He's not a bad. He's, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, at least they kept one thing from the animated series. The jet coming out of the basketball court. 
what was the movie that they made fun of that? And there was like, yeah, you know, we have a house that a jet comes out from underneath the basketball court. I think that was Deadpool, actually. Was it Deadpool? I yeah. That's, uh, that, uh, you know what? You might be right. That is Deadpool. Oh, by the way, I got two people at work. They've been asking me when we're going to do Deadpool. And I was like, I don't know. The schedule's been made for the year. So I go, but if you want to go on Patreon or uh, have, you know, tip us a coffee, might, we might be able to pull it in there. But if we do Deadpool, we have to get more than just us. Man, that's, oh. There's a line coming up by Cyclops that's cool. He's like, are you afraid you're going to get detected? He's like, they can detect our jet that we're doing like the wrong thing or something yeah. like that. One of, the, one of the few cool lines he has in this film. <laughs> what? That is so cool. No, this scene here where they're they're jumping over the little bridge things. Um, there was an interview with Hugh Jackman, and he's talking about when he's filming this scene at night. It was like four or five o'clock in the morning, and he and they have these heavy wet leather suits on. And he's talking. He's like, you know, this is like the first scene when we did it that I actually felt like, oh man, we're doing a freaking X Men movie, and like everyone around us, like, yeah, we're this is fucking an X Men movie. Well, that was kind of cool. <laughs> I love that was the one thing they kept is that rivalry between him and Cyclops wasn't overdone but but again she again a waste of you know Scott. yeah true. it was a yeah, waste of Scott yeah true the hell is that big face thing there now right about here there's have you seen the deleted scene with spider-man no no No. (laughs) yes there's a deleted scene yeah uh they're all lined up here during this time and um there's an actor comes out in full spider-man costume and he runs in he's like oh shoot wrong movie and runs off set what yeah you gotta look it up on youtube uh, God, I remember when it first rolled out. It's actually, I think it's on the DVDs. Some of the extra DVD stuff. It's not in the movie, but like if you look at like you know deleted I might scenes, I have and stuff. to watch that when we do the after show. Yeah, it's oh, really man. funny because, like I said, he just runs on runs on set. He's full Spider Man costume, and um, yeah, he just like <laughs> runs on. Oh shoot, wrong wrong movie, and just runs right off, and everybody just dies laughing. Because you got to remember around this time is I think just when they started like promoting for this fir- the first Spider-Man movie. 
Ooh, gross. Ray Park, man, he's such a physical actor, man. It just sucks that he hasn't got and like if you look at the roles this guy has played, Toad, yeah. Darth Maul, Snake Eyes, I mean, good lord. And it's what's really sucks is that he they never let him use his voice. It's just, yeah, well, it's just, even in this one he's me. overdubbed. Like, I mean, is like, it does why, he sound horrible? Does he sound that bad? Like I, I never got that. Like yeah. just so strange. It's kind of like Gina Carano on like that movie. Was it Hardwire or Haywire? They dubbed her whole voice. This fight is good, but I think an X2, the fight that she has with Lady Deathstrike, is better. Yeah. That fight is awesome. Let's be honest. He got his ass kicked in this fight. He beat the hell out of him. Another minor quibble, man. Like, what the hell with the Ray Bay, Ray Bay, Ray Ban sunglasses? Now, this line coming up was written by a certain director who's caught some uh, caught some headlines recently. Who you don't know is connected to this movie, Josh Whedon. Yes. What 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 happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning? Was was his uh, penned penned uh, dialogue in this? I think honestly, for Josh in the future, he should become a ghostwriter. But that's such a stupid line, let's be honest. Like, there's nothing clever about it. You know what happens to your stroke by lightning and everything else? Like, come on. You got to think of something better than that. Could you? you you've had you've had to- 20 years to think of something better. Do you got anything? I'll tell you off air. I got a couple <laughs> lines. Again, special effects holding up really well.
Oh, he shot that down. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. He's dead, dude. And he's so good. See, this is one of the things that I've always enjoyed about the X-Men comics is the philosophy between Magneto and Professor X. They're two sides of the same coin. They both have valid points. It's just like one of those like, hey, man, you know, we don't have to do this. You know, our kind should just, you know, just we should just share our love for everybody and just be involved and like, you know, not fight. And he's like, well, they're discriminating against us. So I'm actually, what I'm doing is right. Their argument has always been, you know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. They're two sides of the same coin. Like both of them are right. If you think about it, that's why I like their relationship. I like the, the beginning of the film, we just talked about if they didn't nail this relationship, the movie fails. And they nailed that relationship to me. And actually, and, and subsequently, every single movie after that. Yeah, and they and they and, even repeat that line. I think was it, the, was it in Dark Phoenix? Oh, didn't they didn't they start the movie off um, with that same same dialogue, but a little like just a, like a hair I, different? Or was no, it first class? No, 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 no. It's the ending scene. The ending scene that we come up with. You'll see. I know what you're talking about, though. Ending scene in, in Dark Phoenix, or no, 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 in, in this movie, no, 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 it's, they repeated in no, but they repeated in the new in the new generation too. The oh, same, well, there's, yeah. There's, there's also a line in this movie at the end of it that they repeat in the at the end of um, uh, Apocalypse. Okay, maybe that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Then, yeah, you, you'll, you, I'll let you know which one. It well, is. no, I know which I know, one it I is. Once I hear it, I know I'll know no, it. No, but no, I'll you'll, just, you'll know it. You'll yeah, know. but I'm saying, yeah, they, they did say that it, it's cool that they repeated the same line. But I th- also think the uh, the line of I, I I would I the one about you know I I I, fear, I pity anybody that would try to come in here I think that one's repeated that's it too, that's yeah. it that that's the yeah. line no that's not Is that's it, that's not the line yeah that's a different line that we're talking about n- n- okay because the line that, that you're thinking of is like you know I, I feel a poor swell of pity for yeah, any no. person who comes looking for trouble at the school that line is actually repeated again so yeah but but if there's another line I I I don't know. Ooh. Okay, that looks kind of hokey, but hey, you know.
Ah, nice job there. Not one of the best closing scenes, but, you know. Look, it's the first time I saw an X-Men movie on, on, on the big screen, so I wasn't complaining. I mean, I could now, but it's because I have a lot of growth and a lot of years under my age. Some people would say otherwise. But he. And you won't see him again until he becomes Lip Shrider. Yeah, that's a smart plan. Oh, there we go. Think about this. This is where we started and what we have now. Just it's amazing when you look back on it. Come on, Scott, just shoot. What what a lame way for her to get blonde hair. Come out of the white hair. Really? That's how it happened? Yeah. What what other way could it happen? Oh no, like a normal girly way. Like, hey, I, I did something to my hair. Diet? Yeah. That's lame. Okay, that's lame. You're going to get a cool streak like that. I have a better store than uh, – I went to Walgreens and I got die. No, I was I was in a – I was part of a, a, a world-taking you know, moment, and uh, because I was I was stealing the powers of an older man, I got his gray hair. Yeah, that, that's a better story, dude. And nothing to it's do called, Saturday night, way, so I went to just, Walgreens. Just stealing got, a power of an older man is called gold digging, so yeah. – no, that's called stealing the, their, their money, not their power. And that's gold digging. Yeah. Oh, hey, where are we at? We're in New York City. There we go. Tugboat. Wake up, Suki. There's some wolves coming in the bar tonight.
Was her origin always that she stole Captain Marvel's powers? Or was it something different? Yeah, that's the one I've always okay. Yeah, that, right. that she, I, I thought it was yeah. another one. I'm not sure. That, like, I'm just trying to think. Like, I thought it was something different. Yeah. Well, no, that's she stole her powers, and that's how she got the ability of flight. That's all she got from from Captain Marvel. I think the flight and the strength, but the, the strength. Yeah, yeah, her, those yeah, are the two. yeah, yeah. Her, her mutant powers still. Yeah, but don't worry, doll. He'll heal. Like, I, I believe, like, they're in the perfect spot to introduce the X-Men and introduce Rogue in the proper way with, you know, having Captain Marvel now. Oh, yeah, yeah. now? But, yeah, but again, like I said, it's still that that history. There is. You know, that's that's what you got to look at. Watched, if you guys have watched WandaVision, the last episode, there is a perfect way for the X-Men to come in, which I hope they don't come now. But I'm just saying, if you wanted to, there is yeah. a way you can do it. But even that it's, way, it, even that way, it still doesn't take the place yes. of no, this. No, 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 no. Look, look, yeah. look. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. I don't want it to happen. But I'm just saying, if they wanted to do it that way, they could. I don't think they will. I'm just saying, there's an opening. Like there hasn't been that opening for the longest time. Like how they're gonna do it? How they're gonna do it? Like now they have yes, a very small opening, but they have an opening if they wanted to go that way. Hey, Patrick Stewart. Where were you? We haven't seen you in, you know, about an hour. Michael Rosenbaugh should have been a little cameo in this film. Just walking by. Why is that? I don't know. Just just because he's bald. That's kind of no. Weird. Just like a little, like just a walk. Well, not that because he's bald. <laughs> Why would you have the guy that ended up playing I'm Lex Luthor walk just, onto him? <laughs> that makes no sense, dude. And actually, it's just a cameo. For what? But why? Explain a cameo. Way. Cameos They're are meant to explain something, make fun of something. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, him walking by, like just, you know, that's my hey, what's going on is my mansion. So, just a thought, man. Just it's kind of a strange thought to have. I'm like, what, 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 I'm just, what's the point of it? There's no, there is no point. Like not now in this scene. Like, hey, you know, there's some ball dude. Like he could be like a delivery guy, a DHL guy. Hey, what's going on? Here's your package. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's the last you see that rockabilly haircut. You'll see variants of it. I mean, he'll still sort of have it. It's just not as obnoxious. Well, there you go. You got your answers. Yep. 
Pretty quick on the remote there, Storm. Nice job. Yeah, damn, that was fast. Yep, time to go. Yeah, I love that comment with uh with Gene when she's like, you know, he's like, "How is she doing?" Oh, she's you know, she's you know, smoking cigarette cigars now or something like that. <laughs> Why not? It's an older man. Give the dog tags up? Come on now. And actual copies of Canadian dog tags, by the way. Oh. They, they kept that spot on. And funny, this is the last, this is the last X-Men film that she's kind of relevant in, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, because in two, you barely see her, three, nothing. Actually, you I, don't really see her again until a deleted scene yeah. in Days of Future Past, where she yeah. has an entire scene. That's a that's the next time you see her, yeah, with any kind of relevance, which is kind of odd, but you know, I not really because I don't think her is a. I mean, you got to think X Men are a constantly ch- rotating cast, yeah. so yeah, you don't want to spend your focus on one character all the time. Because then you, especially, I mean, you got like your Nightcrawler fans. Yeah, your Nightcrawler fans are like yeah, psychotic. No, no, they're beyond psychotic. Beyond psychotic. Now, here's something interesting that I thought was kind of funny. These two gentlemen do not know how to play chess or did not know how to play chess. Really? They That's... actually had to have somebody come in and teach them how to play chess. Should I know how to play chess? I could teach them. If you go back in time, there's that line. Them. I wish. What a great line. Yeah, they're still boys. Ah, that's so good. That's so good. The plastic prison. Well, guys, that was X-Men. I got to say, um, this movie kind of holds a place in my heart. I still dig it, even to this day. I mean, yes, has it aged great? Eh, it depends, but this was the beginning pretty much of everything after that. Oh, Richard Donner? I didn't know he was on there. 
Is that the Richard Donner? Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. But um, thoughts, Mike, watching this again? I mean, it's it's your first introduction. The reason it will always hold up because, like you said, um, you know, it's the beginning of of the you know the start of everything. It's uh, it was the first. It was the it was the first movie to introduce a larger world. Yes, Batman did, but again, it's always Batman. Superman did, yeah. but it's always Superman. This is the first one. Even Blade. I call Blade the real introduction to Marvel. But I know most people call this one out. Blade came out two, three years before this. Blade was the intro. To the and Blade to me was the true intro. You know, uh, what better way to int- introduce a great Marvel world with you know one of the coolest black characters you know of all time? You know, everybody r- rants and raves about you know black you know Black Panther. No, it was Blade. Blade was no, number it was one. Blade, y- yes, Blade. yes, Black Panther was the first in the MCU. But when you talk about Marvel characters that took the big screen first, in the very first one to take this big screen it's like i get bugged sometimes when i hear that like oh but black panther was the first black african i go but what about blade yeah yeah no well i go you didn't see like blade was an an african-american hero yeah I don't know, just, like I said, yeah, that's again, that's I a lot of, of what we're going through nowadays. Or just but no, it's like it, the folks are will forget the past a little bit, not for, you know, and realize you know, and they'll eventually realize, yeah, these these things were there. They and, and to me, he was the start. But X Men to me was the start of a true massive world introduction. That's why watching that end with that orchestrated piece and them walking away, you just know, just from your from all your history of reading the comic books, you're like, man, this world just opened up to have. And it's and it's all sorts of people. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's opened up and it's got all sorts of people. So it's you know it's one of those things. You just it, that's why I that's why I give this credit a little bit above Blade. Yes, it, yes, Blade was the first. This was the first one to open up to have a full world. You know, uh, and and I think that's great. And that's why it still holds a heart. It, it you know special place in my heart. No matter. If it does look dated, I don't care. I love it. I, you know, no, it's, it's I, I still don't care great. either. Like I still have like there's like some little things, and I'm always gonna have issues with stuff. But that's like for the time. Like I didn't know that. Like now, as I'm older, yeah, I can see that. But the movie is is what it is. It's still awesome. It introduced like not only this world but other worlds. Like other directors were influenced by this film to create. Look, there's a there's Kevin Feige right there, associate producer Kevin Feige. Yeah, I, there's I, your, there's your the king of the MCU right there, right? Chris Nolan watched this movie and he created that whole Batman trilogy that everybody loves and holds dear into their hearts. There's a lot of influence. This movie just like it, like this movie literally, literally is the Yugacell, the tree of life. You then literally branched off to other things. And this was the beginning of it. So this, this movie can never be way too lightly, you know, whatever FX, whatever issues you have with it, it's, it's still X-Men. It's still that movie. So, and yes, that is the Donner Company. That's a uh, ran by his wife and him, by the way. So again, you have to thank Superman. <laughs> thank you, Superman. We appreciate your help. So, all right, guys. So that was the X Men. Uh, yeah, one of our first to delve into the world of the mutants. Uh, well, uh, we will plan yeah. to do another trip into the mutant world with uh with Deadpool. So. Uh, yeah, but I don't know when. I'm not saying when. I'm just saying we will plan to, if you know if we're next time we do delve into that world, it will be most likely Deadpool. Yeah, actually, the next the next one, if we do, it'll be Deadpool. I don't know when, but it's it's on the side list as I have. I have a list. I have a side list. So I don't know when, but um, Mike, 
carry us home. All right, guys, make sure you do check us out on our Heroes Asylum Facebook page where you go find the links to all of our shows. Heroes Asylum, Heroes Asylum Midnight Movie, which this is just done. Uh, also with Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies, we also do a review, and you'll see the links there. And you can also check out another podcast that just recently uh, made its debut with us uh, two weeks ago. Or actually, by the time you guys hear this, that'll be they'll have their fourth episode out by the time you hear this. So what is that, Kane? That is Low Blows and Chair Shots that uh, yours truly does with another co-host. His name is The Hot Shot, which you guys probably will hear soon enough. Um, and check us out also on Twitter at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast page. Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. And as always, from Mike to me to you to everybody else, get to the asylum. <laughs>